0: And then I met this one director who was telling me that that directing a film is uh, is it's, it's the same thing as you would be leading a war crew yep. into a war. So make your make your plans well. Make a plan A. Make a plan B. And when those fail, and they will fail, and mm. people will turn to you during this uh, during this chaos of filming, and they will ask you that, what are we going to do next? If you don't know the answer lie. So I actually like drew that, I uh, wrote that down on my book that okay lie and I underlined it. <laughs> and first shooting day, plan A like fell before the breakfast and plan B before lunch and right after lunch I was already like trying to scramble up with the plan D and my main actor came to me asking a quick question, why the f- do I need to start from there and why cannot why cannot start from there because it's more natural? And I didn't know the answer. Yeah, no, I just light to his face. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very
1: good liar. Get ready for a super fun chat with AJ Annila. He's a respected film director here in Finland with some iconic movies and TV shows under his belt. His first ever film, Jade Warrior, had the highest budget ever for a first time director in Finland. Here, AJ talks about how he handled that pressure and some of the lessons he learned during his filmmaking career overall and how they've helped him become a better creative leader and also develop better as a human being. All right, let's go. I'm Tantley. This is Noticing the Obvious. Here I am with AJ. We call him Ayi here in Finland. How's it going AJ?
0: It's going good. Greetings from the isolation and homeschool.
1: Yes, where are you right now?
0: I'm at my balcony at my apartment. We just wrapped the school day with my eight-year-old son. And now he's he's playing video games for the next next (laughs) hour.
1: Okay, and then you join him. Then I will join him, yes. (laughs) Cool. So, um, I I don't know if you remember the first time we met, but I I remember meeting you when you were planning your first film. And I think it was around oh four oh five. It must
0: be 2004, yes. A century ago, if you ask me. Yes. But I remember well.
1: Yeah, and you showed me storyboards of this kung fu film you were working on and it was so exciting and because I was a huge you know martial arts movies fan and it was so exciting to see somebody who, who had such huge ambition so can you t- tell me like how did it all begin like wh- how you know tell me your filmmaking career leading up to Jade Warrior
0: well I, I think it's quite of a typical story where my father bought the first video camera when I was around eight years old and uh, I already f- had fell in love with uh, with films with the old Tarzan films, the black and white Johnny Weissmuller Tarzan films. Oh wow! And I wanted to do my own films, so I, I started early, around nine years old. Tried to do my first film. Alone, without friends.
1: Yep, been managed there. to
0: shoot managed to shoot five pictures. Then watched it on the TV, <laughs> and it was so terribly bad. It had nothing to do with Spielberg or <laughs> the directors that I I looked up to. And uh, so I I quit filmmaking for like I don't know eight years. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do any 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 films of my own because I learned that it's it's more difficult than actually I had mm. thought it to mm. be. But then I made a. Uh, a good friend of mine, jan Hellander, who is also a film di- director nowadays, when I mm. went to high school and we started to do films together, we shared the same passion. So then I started to do more and more films. More and more films uh, applied after Army. I applied to film schools in Finland and I got into Tampere. Okay. Tampere and I studied cinematography for uh, four years. And I've always been a huge fan of uh, Asian uh, fantasy cinema and Hong Kong action films, so my dream was a stupid one that I wanted to do a kung fu film, but uh, unfortunately I wasn't living in China where they were doing kung fu films, but... uh, I started to do Kung Fu shorts when I was in the, in the film school and they gained some reputation as a, as a, as a cult short films. Okay. So I got a stupid idea on the, on the second year of school that I want to try to do the first ever finished Kung Fu film. And, Amazing. Uh, then it started from there and uh, straight after film school I, I started to go around production companies with an uh, 8-minute with demo where uh, where i show them that what can i do if i have the money and uh, they were very impressed and i met a couple of producers who were stupid enough to say that uh let's let's make this and
1: uh, wow so you found you found somebody straight away like there were not that many rejections
0: there were not there were not there were were a couple of rejections also because it was such a stupid idea but then i (laughs) actually what i did was and this is also important i think in film or in any other business that i had a this trainee program in the in the school and i went as a production trainee Ah. in a production company called blind spot pictures and i was very excited i worked on a film called uh, cyclomania Mm -hmm. in 1999 i think and uh, i spent five months there learning my thing on the on the film business and i did every job assignment they gave me, I storyboarded the film, I made coffee, I I cleaned the office, I did everything. And Mm. at the end of the end of the training program, I think that the producers, at least they knew that I I was enthusiastic to work on a film and I was Mm. I was a hard worker, so it was easier to go back to these producers then in 2001, I think, Mm. with the demo and uh, and uh, they were brave enough to to say that hey this is this is stupid enough but at least that there's there's a lot of at least they saw uh, saw that there's a lot of talent behind it so uh, then we started to work on Jade Warrior and it took us five years before the film yeah. came to in the premiere.
1: Hey, how how far into the process of Jade Warrior did you bring in the idea of? doing it in China? Because I remember when you told me that was just such a crazy idea, like this dude really wants to go and film a Finnish Kung Fu film in China. I thought, to be honest, I wasn't sure if you were going to pull it off.
0: Well, (laughs) nobody was sure that we're going to pull it off and we had a very concrete plan where we scouted everything already and everything was in place that we're going to shoot all the ancient uh, China scenes in Northern Norway. Uh, in 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 this mountain valley and we had a plan to build a Chinese village there and use local extras from Norway and um, fly in actors from China and that kind of thing. But then uh, producer Tero Kaukoma had a contact with uh, with the Dutch producer who had a contact with the Chinese producer who was actually Mm. an American producer living in China. Okay. And then I think Tero did two years of work just to try to get that connection to work and I think we were very close to production when we first time got the chance to visit China in 2004 at the end of the year mm. and basically we were location scouting for, uh, <clears throat> for two weeks and during that trip we were supposed to make a decision that are we gonna take a risk and come to film in China Or are we going to go on with the Norway plan? And I remember us sitting in a hotel room at the end of the two week journey and uh, drinking a bit of beer, if I remember (laughs) correctly. And everybody was thinking it was me, the production designer and two producers. And everybody was like, we don't know (laughs) if we're going to come here to China. We're going to we might end up in in a huge trouble but this might be the first and last chance that we're ever going to get to film chum- something yes. in China. Yes. So we just decided that let's 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 do it. Yeah. And, and uh, then we just went blindly into the whole thing. And I have to say that even today, after making more films and, and TV series, it, it, it was the best experience ever to co- get a chance course. to uh, shoot a Kung Fu film in China. And uh, it was... A, it was a, <laughs> childhood dream come true
1: totally same it's still mine I had two childhood dreams as a filmmaker I wanted to shoot a kung fu film in China or Hong Kong and I wanted to shoot a basketball movie on Venice Beach and I actually did the basketball scene on Venice Beach so I achieved that but I never I've never done the kung fu in China yet
0: those are really good <laughs> those are really good dreams and I'm so happy that the other one already happened so yeah I did a basketball short film yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to China. And That's all Korea. I need.
1: Yeah. Not now, though. Maybe, maybe not now. Okay. Wait a couple of years. Yes, yes, good advice. So this was before social media. So was there any behind the scenes stuff? You know, did you have any kind of documentary there was
0: there was actually a documentary that they released in the at least in the Finnish DVD as an extra. It was okay. a one hour documentary where, uh, ah,
1: I where, seen uh, where a where
0: where documentary director actually followed me throughout the pre production, production, and and post production, and how how it actually is to make uh, make. Uh, as a first time feature film director, and at the same time, the budget of the film grew up to be the biggest budget that the first time director ever got from Finland. And there was a lot of pressure and everything like that. It wasn't an easy thing, but I think that the documentary is actually a really, very, very, uh, very good one. You learn a lot from it because the best way to know how not to make films is mm. watch documentaries of first time directors.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Trying to pull it off. I'm going to watch it. Now I was going to, that was going to be my next question. Were you aware even back then that as a first time filmmaker, this is not typical? Like you don't usually first time films are one location, you know, couple of actors, all dialogue, right? Like dramas. So were you aware that this is not a typical first film?
0: Defe- definitely, and I was on. Uh, I was aware of it twenty four seven in a way, <laughs> and everybody else was also because it, very, it was a very hard thing to finance. Because I was a first time director, I remember my producer pitching the film, I think somewhere in Europe, and. Uh, Everybody loved the pitch, but he was just pitching the story and idea. And uh, then somebody from the audience asked him, but who's the director <laughs> and the producer? Who he is was hoping very they wouldn't honest, ask. Very, very honest was like, well, even in Finland, he's a nobody. So everybody <laughs> laughed. So that, 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 was, that was a... Uh, but... As we started to come closer and closer to production, I think also that the producers and the financiers started to, in a way, get a little bit scared that, is, is he going to pull this off and what's going to happen? And so they actually had a very good idea that they would start bringing more experienced directors to have a coffee with me at the office or have a phone call. And they, they would just tell me how it is to try to steer wow. this kind of a bigger ship. And I thought that that was actually a very That's good idea. so good. And I had a very good conversation with directors that I look up to and, and uh, I got a very good points from them and I was actually doing notes. And then I met this one director who was telling me that that directing a film is, uh, is it's, it's the same thing as you would be leading a war group yep. into a war. Yep. So the last thing that you're going to have is going to be your own credibility. So make your make your plans well make a plan a make a plan b and when those fail and they will fail and mm. people will turn to you throughout this uh, during this chaos of filming and they will ask you that what are we gonna do next if you don't know the answer lie
1: mm. but you
0: always have to know like, yeah you always have to know what is gonna happen and every everyone gonna, gonna gonna look to you for answers so, I actually like drew that, uh, wrote that down on my book that, okay, lie, and I underlined it. <laughs> so, I made a plan A, I made a plan B, I made a plan C, and every morning before going into shootings, I made a plan D. And first shooting day, my first shooting day in a, in a, in a professional uh, production, plan A like fell before the breakfast and plan B <laughs> before lunch. And right after lunch, I was already like, Trying to scramble up with the plan D, and my main actor came to me asking a quick question why the f do I need to start from there? And why cannot why cannot start from there? Because it's more natural. And I didn't know the answer. And I just lied to his face. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I'm a very good liar. I'm love a very it. good liar. So I, I just lied to his face. And okay, it. the production went on and I just had this experience. I think it was the shooting day eight when I called home to my to my uh, girlfriend and uh, she was like how is it going and i started (laughs) to cry and i was like this is going so badly because i need to all the time lie to people that all my plans are falling apart and blah 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 and she asked me that well does it even look good and i was like well it looks amazing so i'm 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 happy we, we're gonna get through with this but like 56 shooting days later i was i was 15 kilos lost from my weight and i was so stressed out that uh i remember thinking in china when everybody else was uh, excited about the rap party i was thinking that i will never make films again it's wow, not worth it if, it if it's this hard and i then it all already hit me that why the why, why did I actually listen to this guy's advice <laughs> about lying? Because it's like I don't even look up to his films. I don't even like his films.
1: Okay, but that
0: in a way is the it was nowadays. I know that it was in a way the old way of thinking that how you would need to lead a creative group mm. that you would need to keep your face and that kind of thing. That's that's bullshit. That's okay. not the way that you direct or lead a group of creative people. And after that, it started to be about complete honesty. Okay. And, and more putting the trust in yourself also in those scenes that I can, I can pull this off. And uh, it's okay in a in a very good working environment to say that, by the way, guys, I don't have the slightest idea <laughs> what mm. we're going to do next. But let's figure it out. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's a great point. I think it's it's about giving them confidence. And if you don't have the confidence yourself, then you're going to have to resort to lying. But if you do have the confidence in yourself, then you can be open and say, "Actually, I'm not sure about this. You know, you can talk to the DOP, what do you think?"
0: Oh, exactly, exactly. And it's 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 a shame that I had to do <laughs> I had to learn it throughout this one production. And don't get me wrong, I'm very proud of the film. and, and But, but yeah. when I look at the final result, I, I, I can see that this film has been forced into its mold. It doesn't breathe. It's, it's not mm. alive as a good film should be. And that's because I wasn't ready for the compromises. I wasn't ready for the surprises. I, I, and when I didn't know what I was doing, I was lying. And just trying to force the film into the, in the image that I had in my head. Filmmaking doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah, but don't you think that was the advice you needed to hear at the time? If you didn't have that lie written down and underlined, do you think you would have survived it?
0: Uh, that's actually a very good point. I think that that was, that was exactly the lie that I needed, that, that the advice that I needed to hear that made me the director that I am exactly. today. And I needed to go through that experience to to learn how to do this.
1: Yeah. And I remember seeing Jade Warrior and it was just visually unlike anything I'd ever seen in Finland, at least. But even even taking it outside of Finland, just visually, it looked legit. It was like a real Asian, you know, fantasy martial arts movie. So, you know, kudos, like really, for a first film... Lying your way through it, just it was awesome. (laughs) Exactly, really awesome work. Thank you. So you said after the film you didn't want to do it again. So how long did it take you before you were ready to? Uh, Two weeks. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Two weeks. It's 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 such an empty feeling when you when you wrap when you when you wrap the film and it's such an emotional feeling and. uh, it was the most amazing experience ever and it was an adventure and, and we call yes. it with the DOP our crash course into filmmaking and uh, I learned so much but I just felt so fatigued and, mm. and stressed out and uh, and trying to, as a first time director to really the amount of compromises that you have to do throughout, throughout the production is, is massive and you just have to learn to live with those compromises. And it just felt that of it. I'm going to do something else. But, uh, it took two weeks and then, then you already started to be. You're ready. Of course, of course, uh, hungry for the, for the next one. And I think that that is what, what you actually need in a, in a, in a, in a film business is this stupid idea that this is the burning in your heart that this is exactly what I want to do because it's so goddamn difficult. Yeah.
1: You mentioned Tarzan. You mentioned yep. Spielberg. You mentioned Kung Fu. You did not mention horror. So tell me about Sauna and how did Sauna come about?
0: Yeah, well, I've, I've always also enjoyed horror films, but okay. I just never thought that I would be a horror film uh, director. But uh, at uh, the same producer that had this adventure of Jade Warrior with me, uh, joint wars- forces with uh, with another producer. And they actually contacted me that we have an excellent idea for you for the, for the wow. next film. And uh, we, uh, th- they told me that they were drunk in Berlin Film Festival and when they got the idea. So please come and have a beer with us so we can pitch you the idea. And uh, they were very excited and they told me that, OK, listen, a Finnish horror film called mm. Sauna. <laughs>
1: but oh isn't that God. awesome though like uh, it's, second it's, 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 time it's, it's only one film under your belt and already you have somebody pitching you a movie
0: That that that, that was excellent that was excellent and and uh, and and uh, i i told the guys that hey guys that actually sounds like a very good pitch but let me guess what kind of a story you have in mind mm. and uh that you have not story in your mind about a group of young people going to somebody's summer cottage and they have a lot of booze and then there's gonna be a lot of sex Killer. and, and, and drink, drinking and then they're gonna heat the sauna and then there's some kind of a monster coming out of the stove and then there's gonna be a lot of naked people running around and they both went like yeah yeah and they were both like exactly exactly that's what we have in mind
1: are you joking
0: no, I'm not joking. Oh this, my is, gosh. this is the true okay. story. Awesome. And uh, they already have this synopsis made of, and I was like, that is, that is, anyway, excellent, sounds funny, sounds great, but I cannot do anything funny. Amazing. I'm sorry. That's, that's not my, like, uh, cup of tea as a, as a, as a director. I, I think I tend to take myself at least too seriously or something, mm. something. But, but they really wanted to um, work with me and they basically trusted. said, okay, if you don't like it, make a better idea, but it has to be horror and it has to be, it has sauna. be sauna. And it has <laughs>
1: to okay, be Yeah, so th- th- those were the two those are the only and two conditions, horror, sauna, sauna in Finland.
0: Exactly. And and, and uh, the third very good thing was about it that this producer, Tero Kaukuma, told me that I don't want to spend seven years doing this film. Okay. Let's do it from this idea in one year. It needs to nice. premiere. And I was like, okay, that sounds now good. Yes. Because I just spent like seven years working on Jade Warrior, and now I know better how to do this, and we just need to stop speculating and follow our instincts and follow the story and just make it work. We didn't have any money, but we in a way started development and productions uh, at the same time. Mm. Well, it didn't take us a year, but it took us a year and a half, and then the film Premiered in the in the Toronto International International Film Festival, so it was actually a very quick way of doing a film from idea to the screen.
1: Excellent, that's funny. And are you happy with how it turned out? Your second, how did you grow? Did you notice your personal growth?
0: I think there was a lot of personal growth as a director, but also as a, as, as a person because I, what I wanted to do after the first film was that I wanted to have the same creative team that I spent this 56 days with. And I started to call people and I told them, what well, I actually just also told you about this lying Thing. Yeah, and I first first call to Tommy Aaron and my leading man in Jade warrior that listen, Tommy, This is what happened, and Tommy was <laughs> listening to me and going like, yeah, "I know, I, I know." <laughs> I so knew you were I, lying. I, I knew you were lying. But <laughs> did you notice? Did you notice those two hundred times when I was lying
1: oh. that I know what's,
0: what's what's going on? And then 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 you start to realize that everybody in in this creative film film shoot, which is a very sometimes difficult place to be and we are doing difficult things where a thousand things need to match in order for us mm. to achieve something real everybody's trying to just save their own back in a way and lying their way out of it
1: well you know that and, famous book on hollywood william goldman nobody yeah. knows anything
0: nobody that... nobody knows anything that's yeah. that's 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 the important thing and I, I had the same creative group, and this time I didn't want to make a plan A, B, C, and D. I didn't want to lie, so oh, okay. I, I already knew that I can pull off good scenes. I can you you can drop me in any kind of a situation. I was in China in 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 hell <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> I can survive. Just drop me there. I love it, and I can come out after two and a half hours from any scene with the material that at least makes sense. So, uh, I, I, of course, I see the whole film in my head as images when I'm reading the script or when I'm planning it. But this time, I didn't want to share those plans with the others. Of course, we planned a lot how the film's going to look and how the mood and the style is going to be. But I didn't do any like storyboarding or anything like that for Sona. Wow. And I really just wanted to go into those situations where everything is ready, where the actors know what they're doing when when, when the lighting is ready and the, when the set is ready. And then let's see here how we can make this scene to be the best possible scene in these conditions. That's how you are much more ready for all the compromises. That's how I, at least, I am much more ready for all the surprises that come. Okay. Like, guys, it was an exterior scene, but by the way, it's snowing in Poland. We were shooting this in, this, no, not in Poland, in Czechoslovakia. Mm. But it's actually f-ing snowing outside. So we have to make it an interior scene. And we have to make it in 30 minutes so why why have four different plans if things like this gonna happen just trust your gut feeling and just make it work excellent so yeah so in a a way sona was different kind of experience where i was on the on the eighth shooting day and i was i was feeling ashamed that I'm I, oh shit this is this is feeling too easy yeah in a way that now things are flowing and things are working out and I think the material that we are shooting is excellent and we are doing difficult things and and, and amazing scenes and I feel that I'm not even sweating
1: Man, <laughs> like I'm, I'm drinking totally I'm, yeah yeah
0: I'm, I'm I'm just drinking coffee and directing this <laughs> and it's going well and that's when you start to realize that what 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 uh, leading the creative group is actually all about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And it's also, n- even though it was going easy, it wouldn't necessarily go easy for someone else. And I think as an expert, as somebody who's good at something, when when something is going really well, you assume it would go well for everyone else. But it's hard to remind yourself. Tell me if you agree. It's hard to remind yourself that, it's only going really well because I've done the work to get to where I am today. It's, it's
0: only going well because I've done the work. And uh, when I say that I don't plan too much nowadays, I don't story point, that kind of thing. That doesn't mean that I haven't done my homework. Exactly. Work. I'm, I'm very well prepared when I come to the shootings. Exactly. And I know that in my mind, if we don't come up with a better idea, I have an excellent idea in my head. But I'm not any more arrogant enough to say that my idea would be the best possible outcome of this scene i know it's a good one but i'm just trying there to uh, find the excellent version of the scene Mm. something much better that i couldn't have thought myself at home
1: Mm.
0: with a piece of paper because then 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 you actually open the door to having these creative people around you and they are all, if you have done your uh, casting and your um uh, gathering your group well, they are all more talented in their own area than you can ever be. So that's when you get to the pretty lovely thing about directing is that you, you can get these pearls from the actors, you can get these pearls from the DOP and you can just take them all into your vision of the film and just make it shine even better.
1: So after Sauna, you went to do some TV stuff. What differences did you notice between doing movies and doing TV?
0: Well, after, after Sauna, I, 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 I didn't direct anything for like seven years. So it was a frustrating period because I was, I, was, uh, I think I was working on six to eight projects that, that everybody, everything was a dream of mine to, to make. And, and we got very close to production. Hmm. During those seven years, but everything just fell on fell on the last last meter. So I was old, already starting to think that, oh, sh- that I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna direct films ever again. But it's then, seven um,
1: years. Wow.
0: Yeah, just 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 the moment when you stopped too much trying and 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 <sighs> stressing about things. I got a call from a TV station in Finland, and they wanted to do a. a Pirate adventure.
1: I was hey. of course sold immediately. <laughs> they, went,
0: they, they had a very, very strange pitch for of mixing reality TV with, with the old, like a medieval pirate thing in the Baltic Sea, and that uh, they wanted to have me to direct these, these film-like episodes of the, of the past into the reality TV. So it was actually a dream, dream job because I, I didn't have to take like a whole uh, drama on my on my shoulders i just needed to concentrate on on sections of seven scenes that needed to be beautiful so we got to do a lot big storm sequence where a ship is uh, shipwrecked in in the, in the Baltic Sea or we need to do fire, pirates fighting in the in the in the tavern and that kind of thing so it was a very very lovely experience and the difference working in tv for film is that that's at least in this TV station that I was working, that you needed to do, use the in-house uh, crew. Yes. And ex- ex- excellent excellent people, but they have a very different way of working yes. than, than, than freelancers in the film business because Completely these, these people are monthly paid.
1: Yep. And they don't, don't want to work overtime. It's just a nine-to-five for them. Exactly.
0: They- and they were, they were working hard and we did amazing stuff, but still... You somehow,
1: yeah, you you lose. They don't have anything to prove. Of, they're not. You, they're not you, fighting you, you, for
0: anything. You you lose some kind of an edge yep. in the process, and I, I think that that edge is the last ten yep. percent that that you need in 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 film. And don't get me wrong, everybody was doing beautiful work there, mm, but still okay. I felt that there was this. 10% more that we could have pushed that, that that you can push with with people who are always, well, I don't know, people who are free, freelancers and going from kick to kick.
1: Exactly. Totally understand. I mean, I never did feature films, but I did television and that's exactly what I saw, so... It's a little bit frustrating when, you, as a director, you're a freelancer. You're you're ready to move on to the next thing, and you, you're hungry and you're excited and you're passionate. And then you, these guys, it's a day job for them.
0: Yeah, and don't, don't get me wrong, there were. There I mean, were for, for me, so I'm many, saying... so many super talented people that I would just love to steal from the TV company and have them come into in, in, in the freelance world. Yeah. But but that was also in a way the learning experience that. That if you are hungry yourself and you have passion for yourself, then, then you have to make sure that you you only surround yourself with people that, that share the passion or even have more passion because that just makes you thrive even more.
1: This might be a good time to just go into a little side topic. What do you think now today with the world changing? Um, what do you think about freelancing versus working like do you think more and more people now entrepreneurship is on the rise you know people are doing things for themselves do you think do you think we need that do you think we need to be freelance working for ourselves in order to find that drive or do you think it's possible to find it within a a job
0: i think that you can also find it in a job because the more you do, I think there is also uh, first first your passion and, and, and your thrive uh, is fueled also with, with uh, scaredness. That you are scared of not, not doing well or not getting the rent paid or anything. And I think that you need some of that fear. You need that, some of that th- fear, but at, at, the more you do it would be so lovely for that fear to go away. Because fear is not a good place for creative creativity in mm-hmm. the long run. It's okay. a great place for creativity in the short run. But but what really drives you is your passion for making art or telling a story. And you don't need fear in that process. All you need is that heart and passion. So I think that it's both worlds have the have their ups and downs. But I think that you can also find creativeness in, in, and passion in, 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 a, in a steady work. I would love that. If anybody is listening and wants to give me a monthly pay, please.
1: <laughs> really? You'd please love call it? call me.
0: I would, I would love it to have a monthly I pay. I don't know.
1: I think you'd lose, have, I think you'd have lose monthly, your energy, man.
0: No, no. To have a monthly pay, pay where you could really just drop the fear and just concentrate on creating. Because yeah. fear is also consuming it, it it the rent doesn't pay itself
1: yeah. but if it would
0: what would your creative yeah. be like you're right yeah and I've been in a situation where it's been okay where where i, I was monthly played a uh, mon- monthly paid director in a in a Commercial company where I was doing commercials here and there, yeah. And it was a steady pay, and I didn't have any fear of paying the rent or or, or getting by. And I still felt that my creativeness was 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 thriving, but it mm. was thriving in a, in a in a little bit of a safer, safer place.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. It's always the grass is always greener on the other side, I guess. Always. All right, let me ask you uh, something I always enjoy asking directors or old school directors. Not that you're old school, but... uh... Oh yeah, so old school. But what I want to ask you is, what do you think now, today, with things like, I don't know how familiar you're with TikTok and any kind of social media video, if you look at it now, there's a, you know, there's 15-year-old kids making amazing stuff, or would you agree? And what do you think about that?
0: I, I, I love it I, I think that it's 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 changing rapidly um, not as rapidly I, I think that that we thought and everybody has access to these good cameras and everything yes. and it just people are getting more and more creative visually
1: yeah
0: and the rhythm of visual media is changing rapidly yep. so if you could do a film 30 years ago where it takes 25 minutes to say a couple of words yeah people would be into it. Try to do it nowadays and and you can show it to yourself and to your mother. That's it. (laughs) It, And even
1: she will fall asleep.
0: Even she will fall asleep (laughs) and so will you. you. We can can be so many things nowadays, but we can never be boring. I think that's actually a very good thing because that brings us back to the core meaning of the whole thing, which is story.
1: Mm.
0: If your story is boring, it doesn't matter... How clever you are with the camera, it doesn't matter how clever you are with the cuts, it doesn't matter how loud you make the music. I do do this a lot when I <laughs> go into troubles, just push on the music. <laughs> push on the music. It always comes down to the core thing, which is story.
1: Mm. Story,
0: story. And that has always been the same. Thirty five years ago, one hundred years ago, ten thousand years ago. Yep. Storytellers around the fireplace, they needed to be entertaining. They could ah. be deep, they could be slow, but they would need to hook you into the story.
1: Yes, but and the
0: same thing we have to do nowadays.
1: Wait a minute, though. Story, I totally agree with you, but the listeners of that story have completely changed. Today, we have frigging 10 second attention spans, so exactly. we can't tell those same stories from before, right?
0: Yes, 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 we can. Yes, we can. We just need to find a uh, more modern way to, to do them. I I'm I have kids who are eight and four and I'm re-watching all the films mm. with with them that I watched in my childhood. And at the same time, we are watching the films that are coming out now and mm. there are different kinds of films. There are these films that are so goddamn fast that I cannot keep up with them anymore. Jokes come in five seconds and the story beats coming like 10 seconds and they go so fast that it's chaotic for me. The kids love it. But at exactly. the same time, I can still hook them with ET and they don't move. They okay. don't even eat the donut.
1: Really? That they would eat you showed them ET with... and then it worked.
0: Of course. It, it worked. It worked. Interesting. And it all comes down to this basic story. And I've, I've noticed the whole thing is about that all the good stories, in one aspect or the other, they are talking about death. They are talking about letting something go and if you have that underlining your film no matter what kind of film it is is it a comedy or a horror film or an action film or a whatever cartoon film if there's an underlining theme that somebody needs to let something go which is in a way why we are reading books and why we are watching films that we would just try to find ways to go with the life as it is, because life is all about letting go. Mm. We can still hook everybody to the old stories. And it doesn't matter that it takes in their head seven hours. If it's it's well uh, told, the story, they are hooked. Mm. No matter if they can concentrate or not over 10 seconds. There's a way to make people slow down.
1: Give me um, one or two. What was the last couple of good films you enjoyed? Or what are you watching these days?
0: I really watched, uh, enjoyed The Irishman that I had a chance to watch a couple of weeks ago. Okay. It's a three and a half hour epic. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a bold film. Bold film and, and the last hour after two hours of music is just amazing. Amazing cinema. I know people, many people that don't like it, but I loved it. Mm, was a good thing. This is
1: long. I love Scorsese, but I haven't seen this yet. I just can't bring my I can't bring myself to sit down w- with it yet, but I will. Yeah.
0: I, I hope you will enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. And okay. it just tells something about the world that that also I loves Scorsese I, I had a hard time finding that time that mm. when I can take this three and a half hours and just watch this film because mm. I don't want to watch like 10 minutes exactly on an iPhone and then go back to it later you just have to make it as a as a one sitting mm. but even for me it worked it, it worked for so many others and uh, what else could have I seen well not much. <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more you see, the, the, the rare, rarer it is to find something that is Ta- really, really, really going, going under, your, under your skin.
1: Okay, I know it's almost time to go. So um, tell me, what are you working on right now? What's next for Ayi Anila? Uh,
0: I'm at the moment working on a post-production on this TV series called The Peacemaker, which we are running for a deadline in two and a half weeks, 10 episodes coming out on August on Wiley. Nice. And then hopefully, if the world opens up and we are free to move and work, Mm -hmm. then we're going to start a production on another TV series uh, in the fall. So no movies
1: in the near future?
0: Well, there's a movie coming in Ireland that we hope to then start shooting in uh, early 2021. Okay. So it's there's a lot of lot of things coming, and I'm a, I'm a very privileged to have work on these strange times. But mm. uh, we'll see. I'll take nothing for certain. But uh, just trying to make them happen.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Cool. Well, thank you for the stories. I I really enjoyed them.
0: No, thank you. Thank you for talking with me yeah
1: go enjoy some video game time with the kids i will okay thank you keep safe that was Ayi anila you can probably tell i really enjoyed listening to his stories hope you enjoyed it too that's it from me i'm tan Le. join me again next time